You are now listening to the Nicole Gonzalez podcast with me, your host, Nicole Gonzalez. For more information, you can find me at NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to read chapter three from the book, Every Teen Should Read, Discovering Your Self-Worth, Positive Mindset, and Personal Values. And chapter three is titled, Anxiety is Normal. So in this chapter, we cover how your anxiety is actually a blessing in disguise and how over 19 million Americans actually have a hoarding disorder. And that decluttering your space actually helps to alleviate anxiety. So stick around all the way through to the end where I give you guys some tips on how to either manage or overcome the anxiety that you feel. So this is chapter three, and I hope you guys enjoy it. According to the National Institute of Health, one in three teens living in the United States today will experience an anxiety disorder. Did you just read that? One in three teens. That number blew my mind when I first read that. That's like 33.33333% of all teens. I passed math, I swear. The reason it blew my mind was not because I felt like the number was high. But actually, I felt like that number was low. Shouldn't all teens have anxiety? Shouldn't all people have anxiety? Anxiety is defined as a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Well, when I read that definition, it sounded an awful lot like the definition of worrying, which is defined as giving way to anxiety or unease, allowing one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. You. So anxiety is basically an extreme case of worrying? Basically, yes. It's a debilitating feel of restlessness, panic, impending doom, danger, and fear with goosebumps and sweaty palms all wrapped up into one. It can be pretty freaking awful in extreme phases. I would never want to downplay anxiety because I know it's a real thing that millions and millions of people are dealing with today, especially teens. But when I realized that anxiety is the concept of worrying too much, I felt like it should be a healthy emotion. Isn't worrying a normal, healthy human emotion? The answer is yes, it should be a healthy emotion. But when people experience disproportionate levels of anxiety, it becomes a medical disorder that doctors can even prescribe medications for. But Nicole, doesn't everyone feel the emotion of worrying? Well, I thought so too. Everyone experiences the feeling of being worrisome. I can imagine cavemen who walked the earth 2.5 million years ago felt constant anxiety about whether they were going to live or die. Would they get eaten by the end of the day? Would they be ridden of disease or find enough food to last them the week? I'm sure they had so many things to worry about, and yet none of them were diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Let's take a brief look at history here. According to the American Psychiatric Association, generalized anxiety disorder was first discovered in 1980. Prior to that, the term anxiety neurosis was used, 
and it was first mentioned in 1895 by Austrian neurologist Sigmund Freud. Then, before that, it was much, much more uncommon to come across than it is today. It's not that it didn't exist, it just wasn't as widely talked about. And honestly, we didn't really know what it was. But that doesn't mean people didn't feel anxious about the future. Of course they did. Because just like we are now, people were uncertain about what the future would hold. It's arguable that we're actually living in the most certain times that mankind has ever seen. Why? Well, the answer is easy. We know that the world is round, with seven continents and billions of people. We have the tools, the knowledge, the power to access resources like we've never been able to access before. We've advanced so much as a human species that we've even been able to build a rocket and launch humans off into space. How freaking crazy is that? So like I said, it's arguable that we're living in the most certain times that mankind has ever endured. With that said, I'm sure millions of people throughout history have experienced anxiety. Think about the families whose loved ones went overseas to war and the families who lived during the Great Depression, unsure of what the following day would bring. Think of the Spanish flu and how we were so unsure of the virus that some scientists believed it was an adverse influence of the stars or an alignment of the planets. Hence, the name influenza, because it was originally coined influentia, or influence, in medieval Latin. I had to add this fact in here, because it's one of my favorite stories. Thank goodness we learned enough in the last century to know the coronavirus was a global pandemic, and not the alignment of the planets influencing us. Can you imagine how crazy that would sound? It's wild to think about how much we've learned since the start of mankind. And I know we're going to continue learning more and more each day. Now, Kit, let's go back to my initial comment about that statistic that states only 33% of teens experience anxiety. I didn't like that number when I first read it, and I still don't like it now. I think 100% of teens experience anxiety. And the fact that we're creating a statistic that labels the teens who openly express their feelings doesn't sit right with me. What I'm about to say is truthfully how I feel in my gut, and I hope you believe it too. I want you to read these words, and I hope they stick with you for the rest of your life. Anxiety is normal. It's totally normal. It's a part of our genetic makeup. Everyone experiences bouts of anxiety. We're human beings, and we experience plenty of emotions, some that make us comfortable and some that make us uncomfortable. Anxiety just happens to be one of those extremely uncomfortable feelings. And it sucks, but it's normal. If you are someone who experiences anxiety, and if you are diagnosed with an anxiety disorder because you experience it in extreme amounts, then trust me when I say this, but you are totally normal. There's nothing wrong with you, and you're going to make it through this. I told you a little bit of history because I want you to know that anxiety isn't a new feeling and you're not alone. People have been experiencing anxiety for thousands of years and people will continue to feel this emotion for thousands of years to come. It can be a terrible feeling 
I know. It makes you feel extremely uncomfortable. I know. But guess what else? I truly believe getting out of your comfort zone and doing things that make you uncomfortable is the best possible way to experience growth. So if you experience anxiety, then I say you're ahead of the game. I think it's time to change the narrative attached to anxiety. I say we stop letting this crippling, worrying emotion bring us to our knees. Teens who are struggling with anxiety should embrace this challenge and know that it's not going to be the end of you. It's only the beginning. They say that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and experiencing bouts of anxiety is going to make you that much stronger on the other side. So it's time to take the bull by the horns and embrace it. A blessing in disguise. Now that you've learned that anxiety is normal and that you should embrace your emotions, let's talk about how it's actually a blessing in disguise. You might be thinking, Nicole, there is no way my anxiety is actually a blessing. And I totally understand why you might think that. But I tend to think it is. In fact, most of our biggest challenges are blessings in disguise. It's divine nature telling you that an unfortunate event actually has meaningful results in the end. Don't believe me? Let's look at some examples. Let's say you're going through your first breakup. It's the first time you've ever experienced heartache, and it's painful and confusing but it signifies that person wasn't who you're meant to be with. Eventually, you will find your soulmate and you'll be happy with the end results. Or we could look at another example. Let's say you missed the bus to school today and your morning hasn't been going well. What seems like a bad start to the day is actually a blessing in disguise because now your mom is driving you to school and you can stop at Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast. That's definitely a blessing in my book. And lastly, we can look at one more example. Let's say you're in the 33% of teens who are struggling with anxiety. It often interferes with your day, and it seems like a major roadblock to you, something holding you back from living your life to your fullest potential. So you begin researching coping mechanisms, and you develop a passion for psychology. Little did you know that your experience with anxiety would lead to your career choice later in life. Ultimately, life is everything that we make it to be. When challenges come knocking at your door, don't let them take over your life. Challenges are here to make you stronger, so view them as opportunities. Ask yourself these questions. How do you normally respond to daily situations? Do you feel like good things are always happening to you? Or does it seem like bad things are always happening? Are you the type that looks at the glass half full or half empty? I've mentioned this before and I'll say it again. Challenges are inevitable. They will come and go throughout your entire life. So it's critical to start viewing them as opportunities for growth. Stop telling yourself that bad situations are always happening to you and start breathing life into those challenges. If you can, shift your beliefs to think these situations are positively happening for you. Then I promise you, kid, you're going to start feeling a lot happier. Sometimes it can be hard to find meaning in something bad that happened. But if you give it enough time, patience, 
and room for growth, I'm sure you'll find meaning in it. Think about this too. How boring would our lives be if everything always worked out perfectly? I can't even begin to tell you how boring that sounds. Accept the challenges and let them mold you into a better, smarter, stronger version of yourself. When life gives you lemons, don't just make lemonade. Open up the whole dang lemonade stand and make a drink for everyone. Connecting with others who also might have anxiety. I've said this a few times already, but let's take a look at that statistic one last time. Today, one in three teens living in the United States will experience an anxiety disorder. That means when you look amongst your peers, it's likely that some of your friends are experiencing the same fears and stressors that you are. I love that for two reasons. One, it's a gentle reminder that you're never alone. Millions of other kids, and adults too for that matter, are experiencing the same things as you. While you are unique and authentic in your own skin, you're also never, ever alone. The second reason I love it is because if you know that your peers are experiencing feelings of overwhelm, stress, or worry, then wouldn't you want to help them? I know I sure would. And it's definitely possible to do so. I'm going to give you some tips on how you can help your peers embrace their feelings of anxiety while also helping your own. A couple of years ago, the phrase being present in the moment became really popular. And lately, it's something that everyone's been talking about. There is meaning behind it, though. It has everything to do with your awareness. Are you attentive during your day-to-day activities? Or do you find yourself going through the motions? Do you constantly feel like life is a battle and negative things happen to you? Or do you wake up daily with the reminder that life is a blessing and there's meaning in everything that happens? Maybe you've never thought of those questions before and you don't even have an answer to them. Regardless of where you stand, it's something we need to talk more about. Being present in the moment helps you to appreciate the moment as it's happening. For example, right now, I'm writing this chapter while sitting on the couch and my Echo Dot is playing music in the background. At this moment, I'm present and aware that this moment will come to an end. This day will eventually come to an end, as will this year and this chapter of the book. I reflect back on my high school days and wish I had spent more time living in the present moment. I was often focused on the past or on the future, two places that I physically wasn't able to be in. I've learned to appreciate the days because now I know in a very short period of time, I'm going to miss this moment, the one that I'm in right now. When you're present, you're aware of your surroundings and you feel grateful for the moment that you're in. When you develop a practice of gratitude, you begin to glow. The definition of glowing means to show strong and happy emotions. Now just think, if you intentionally show strong, happy emotions at various times throughout the day, 
wouldn't you be an overall jovial person? I can guarantee that your peers would start to see your glowingness, and they would want more of it. People will gravitate towards you. They'll want to be around you, and your energy will be contagious. Now let's do a full review to wrap this up. We talked about actively being more present in the moment. When you do, you'll feel grateful for the times that you're currently in. You won't feel anxious thinking about things that might happen in the future, and you won't feel stressed or embarrassed about things that may have happened yesterday. It is nearly impossible to feel anxiety and gratitude simultaneously. Thus, your gratitude will result in a euphoric sense of freedom. You'll feel free from anxiety and open to happier, blissful emotions. Your peers will sense this excitement and the positive energy that's glowing off of you. They'll want more of your energy, and then you can teach them exactly how you got it. It's so simple that it's genius. And what's even more exciting is that it's all up to you. This new and improved lifestyle shift is at your fingertips. You just need to start. Anxiety tip number one. Learning how to say no when you don't really want to do something is one of the best things you can do to control your anxiety. You'll never feel stressed awaiting events that you don't want to attend or doing things that you don't want to do. One of my Peloton icons, Robin Arzon, who cheers me on while I run, mentioned this quote, If it doesn't raise my energy, my vibration, my spirit, or my bank account, then the answer is no. That quote resonated with me so well, and I swear I live by those words. I wanted to share it with you in hopes that it resonates with you too. The word no is critical to my growth, controlling my emotions, and preventing quick, angry responses. It's imperative for you to be able to say no in order to show up as the teen you want to be for your family, your friends, your teachers, and to the rest of the world. Anxiety tip number two. Do three things for yourself daily. The more time you spend focusing on yourself in the moment, the less time you spend anxiously awaiting future events. When I discovered this magical skill of not worrying about things that haven't even happened yet, I had more time to do the things that I love. And when I do the things that make me feel good, I'm a more positive, energetic, happier version of me. Everything just works better. Now I make it a point to do three things for myself daily. And I think, as a teen, doing three things for yourself could really come in handy. Those three things may change, but on average, they may look like any of these. Running, biking, reading, writing, practicing gratitude, being outside, taking a yoga class, swimming, having a picnic, etc. Your list might look different than mine, and that's perfectly fine. It should look different. Do the things that light your soul on fire 
and kick those horrible anxiety jitters to the curb. Anxiety tip number three. I already mentioned this in chapter one, but this is so important that it's worth saying again. Avoid circumstances that trigger unwanted emotions. Too often we embrace situations that we know cause overwhelming anxiety, anger, and stress to our emotional state. Is it possible that you have an addiction to chaos? Do you look for anxiety-inducing activities? Be honest with yourself, too. It's okay if the answer is yes, because I used to be there, too. When I was a teen, the answer absolutely would have been yes. Even though it seems easy enough, it can be an enlightening tip for you. Stop following chaos around and avoid circumstances that trigger unwanted emotions. If you do, you will likely notice your anxiety levels decrease. Anxiety tip number four. Limit your social media use daily. Technology is here to stay, and we are completely consumed with it. You might get annoyed with your parents when they limit your technology time, but I promise it's necessary. Adults need to limit their technology time too, so you're not alone either. We all do. Research proves that social media causes depression and anxiety because it tricks your mind into staying up late, it impacts your ability to sleep, It allows you to view other people's highlight reels. You constantly compare yourself to other people and so many other anxiety-inducing behaviors. Limit your time on it and you'll see immediate results. You'll stop judging, stop comparing, and you'll be able to focus on you alone. Anxiety tip number five. Minimizing will be a game changer. I can't stress this one enough, probably because it was so much fun to me, although I understand some of you may not find cleaning as enjoyable. I'm a fairly clean person to begin with, and when I was a teen, I still had way too much junk overflowing in my life. Minimalizing my room, my closet, and all excess spaces was such an exhilarating process and removed the unnecessary distractions that weren't serving me. I'll say it again if you didn't hear me the first dozen times. Minimalize, minimalize, minimalize. Your anxiety will likely decline. Anxiety tip number six. Get your daily exercise in. This is going to lead me to the next chapter, so I promise I'll go into more detail then but I truly believe you cannot feel anxiety and activity simultaneously. No matter what kind of exercising you do, if you get your heart beat up enough, then you're going to decrease the amount of anxiety you feel on a daily basis. So get outside, get in the sun, exercise for at least 30 minutes per day, and eat a balanced nutritional diet. This leads me to our next topic. Thanks for staying all the way through to the end. I hope you guys liked chapter three, Anxiety is Normal. Make sure to tune into next week's chapter four, Make Your Health a Priority. 
This is my favorite chapter in the entire book. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you guys that, but between you and me, it totally is. I'm obsessed with health. And in this chapter, we talk about how movement is medicine. Nutrition is key. How sunlight is your best friend. We talk about going on a food journey and exploring different foods. We talk about sleep and all the different benefits that these things have on our body. So definitely tune into this one. It's a really important chapter, and I'm excited to cover it with you guys. So I will see you all next week. Remember, I love you, and I'm on this journey with you. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the show, please, please, please share it with someone you love, someone you care about. My goal is always to help people to make them feel loved and special and cared for and connected with. So if this episode helped you in any way, let's keep spreading all those good vibes. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Gonzalez Writes or my website at the exact same thing, <laughs> NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. And remember, you guys, I love you and I will see you next week.